Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Yud Aleph. We will begin on Daf Yud Amur Bet on the bottom line. Man Tana Lahad Tanu Rabbanan. Who is the Tana of the following Brita? As usual, the Gemara always tries to isolate who might be the only Tana who's on record as fitting with a particular Brita. And the Brita goes as follows. All the Sha'arim in the Bet Mekdash did not have a mezuzah. Except for the gate of Nikanor, which had a mezuzah. Because inside of that was Lishkat Paladrin. And like we said, the Paladrin is where the Kohen Gadol is going to sleep. And therefore, Nikanor which is the one that leads into the Lishkat Paradrin, is responsible for, for, for to have a mezuzah. Who, that's the Brita. Now the Gemara analyzes. Because had it been Rabbi Yehuda, if you remember, Rabbi Yehuda was the one, there was a machloket why there was a mezuzah on the Lishkat Paradrin. Was the mezuzah there because he was dwelling there and therefore was chayav mezuzah? Or was the mezuzah there simply because we don't want people to say that the Kohen Gadol is jailed? Right? And therefore it's a gezerah. But it's not actually... real. And therefore, being that that's so, uh, we're assuming that the rabbi who says it's a gezerah Rabbi Yehuda would never say that Nicanor also needs one, because Nicanor is just something that leads up to the Gezerah, uh, uh, something that's only ancillary to Gezerah should not need, should not need a Mezuzah. Moses, look, I feel the Rabbi Yehuda actually could even be Rabbi Yehuda. Kul Gezerahi, if it was Rabbi Yehuda, he'll just say that it really, it was a Gezerah, and it's all one Gezerah, they made one Gezerah to put it on both. I'm sorry? Chachamim for sure. Chachamim, they could say it's Chayav, because the gateway leading to a house. But but could even he could get away with it because he could say it's all one gazera. Tanu Rabbanan, we have a brighter. Okay. Let's discuss uh, courtyards. Pasuk says, Bisha'arecha. Uchtavtem al mezuzot petecha. You have to write a mezuzah on the on the doorways of your homes. And it also says, Misharecha, and on your gates. And we learn from there. Echad sha'are batim, whether they're gates of houses. Ve'echad sha'are hatserot, whether they're gates leading to courtyards. Ve'echad sha'are medinot, whether they're gates leading to states. Ve'echad sha'are arot, whether gates to cities. Yesh mim chovat v'salamakom. They have an obligation of mezuzah. Mushum shenehemad. Okay. Why didn't the rabbis make a mezuzah on the gates of Mechuzah? Amale, Sir Safra told Abaya, Hanu Chizik Ikri de Kubi Huda Avidi. The gates that you see at the edge of Mechuzah. 
was really there to support the tower that was built on top of the gates. It seems like in the town of Mechuzah they had a wall around the city which had a tower built into the wall and the gate was really a support for the tower. And being that it wasn't really meant to be a gate to the city, its real intention was to be a support for the tower that was above it. Therefore, it was patur for because that's only a support. Now, Amale, <clears throat> so he told him, the ikri dikubi gufati by mezuzah. Guess what? The tower itself should require mezuzah. Because it has over there a, um, a residence for the guy who watches the, the jail. If you have a, a, a betira for the chazan and the shul, we have, you know, the people used to have something called the parsonage where the, 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 uh, People, the rabbis used to sleep, or the the chazan or the shamosh used to sleep. Some all same same idea. The reason why they didn't put it there was not because of the kubi tower, rather it was because of the danger involved in affixing it. Why? The Daniel learned in the Brayta. If you have a person's own personal house, they should be checked twice in seven years. Okay? And if it's public, only twice in 50 years. Okay? There was a story with a guy called Artevin. And Shaya Bodek Once he was in Sipori, which is an editor, and he was checking the Mizuzot, Umatsukas Dorechad, and there's this this uh, officer saw him, right? He took he took from him a thousand zoos because he says that you're doing uh, witchcraft. Interesting. This guy suspected the rabbi when checking the Mizuzot, what kind of heebie jeebies is he doing? Checking mezuzah, give me a thousand zoos. So if you check a public thing, it's dangerous, and therefore that that could be the reason why mechuzah didn't have a a, a, a mezuzah because it was dangerous to put up. The same way it could be dangerous to check a mezuzah publicly in front of the Romans in Sipori. It might have been dangerous to put even put up a mezuzah in mechuzah at the time. Well, the Romans are in Mechuzah. The Mechuzah is the Babylonians. We spoke about that yesterday, how there's two different uh, kingdoms, the Byzantine and the Parthenian. Yeah. I'm not mistaken, they call them. I think they call the Persians the Parthenian. I'm not sure. Well, the Byzantine and the Persians were the two kingdoms. Okay. Says the Gemara. <clears throat> the Gemara asked the question, how could it be that he lost a thousand zoos? Didn't we say that a person who's doing a mitzvah doesn't get damaged? So how could this guy lose a thousand zoos? He was doing a mitzvah, checking the mitzvah for the people. Well, so what? He was doing, they caught him doing it, right? <coughs> and so we said, well, no. When we said that you can't get damaged, it doesn't mean you can't get damaged ever. 
it means you can't get damaged as long as you're doing something that's generally safe. But if you do something that's considered dangerous, we don't say Shluchavza and Nezakim. So if a guy's going to do something very, that's a mitzvah, but he's doing something that's a known dangerous thing, then you can't get damaged. And we're assuming that in this case, the marketplace was a known dangerous thing because the, we, the Romans are out there, they're doing stuff. They're catching people for all sorts of, uh, all sorts of uh, perceived infractions. And therefore, uh, you, it was danger, too dangerous. And now how do we prove it from Pasuk that real dangerous things you can get damage from? We see a Pasuk. The, now, the, the background to the Pasuk was that after Shaul HaMelech was anointed by Shemuel HaNavi, a couple of years later, Hashem decided that David HaMelech should become the new, the new uh, king. king. But, what, but he did it. Hashem said to be, he should be anointed while Shaul was still alive. Now, that's inherently a dangerous thing because that's an act of rebellion. To anoint another person while there's a king available, the king that is usurping the uh, rulership, and the king has the right to kill anyone who is usurping the rulership. So when Hashem gave Shimuel the command to go anoint one of the sons of Yishai as the next king, Shimuel told Hashem, How can you send me to do this? Shaul's going to kill me. Even though he had appointed Shaul. But Shaul, he, when he appointed Shaul, he gave Shaul the right to kill anyone who's messing with the king. So he's basically, he gave Shaul the right to kill anyone, and he's going to now mess with him? How can he tell me to do he has Hashem? Now, th- that question itself is it begs examination. Because doesn't Shemuel know the rule? Shluchem mitzvah, enan nezakin. People doing mitzvah can't get damaged. Let him tell Hashem, Yalla, let's go do it. Well, you told, if you tell, Hashem tells you to do it, it's a mitzvah, Yani. Right? I think so. He'll protect you. He's, he's, it's, it's, no, it's automatic protection. When Hashem told you to do something, it's automatic protection. Why is, and you're going to see in the Pasuk, that Shemuel is going to complain to Hashem. How can I do it? Shemuel is going to kill me. What's the complaint? Must be that when something's obviously dangerous, it's an exception. You can still get damaged. You following? Let's read Psalm Tachtiv. It says in the biblical verse, "Vayomer Shmuel Echelech v'Shama Shaul v'Hargun v'Hargani Vayomer Hashem Eglat Bakat Bakat Kach Biyadecha V'Amatel Zbawach L'Almonai Baati." So Hashem told, "Okay, you'll go clandestinely, and you'll say that you take a little little animal and say that you're going to make a carbon or something like that, and don't don't tell everyone." Don't go around saying, I'm going to anoint the king. Make sure it's a secret mission. This way, Shaul won't know. But you see, that Shulchem Mitzvah in has limitations. It's not carte blanche. Are we clear? Says the Gemara. You, didn't, you never heard that before, Yvonne, did you, huh? Uh, you're on point today, Rabbi, with the uh, vocabulary. Yeah. No, but you never heard that. Of, that no, but did you ever hear that about Shulchem Mitzvah? Okay, Tanik Rav Kahana Kameh Rav Yehuda. Rav Kahana learned the following right in front of Yehuda. Let's discuss uh, Mizuzot. Beta Tevin is a barn that you store straw in. Beta Bakar is a regular barn. Beta Aisim is a woodshed. Beta Osarot and storage houses. Let's say you guys got these, uh, you know, rent the storage houses, one of those things. Piturin Mina Mizuzah. They don't need a mezuzah 
Because women use them. Welcome, Mark. We, we have to find some Gemaras around here, by the way. I don't know what happened. We should have a pile of Gemaras, and that's uh, Everyone who comes in is looking around for Gemaras for some reason. We've got to get a pile of our own Gemaras over here. Okay. So, okay, so we, right now we're saying... Where? Are they here? We should get a few of them, put them over here. Okay. You found one, Mark? Okay, good. You, Ma, yeah. Okay, so we're saying that these five structures are patur from Mizuzah because women use them. That's of Kahana. Mainotot, what does it mean that women use them? Rochatzot, because they take a bath in them. And since the women take a bath in them, it becomes a bathhouse. So I guess in those days when you didn't have a set bathroom, the woman would look for a, for a private place to take a bath. And therefore, if you, you found a barn that no one's using or a storage house that no one's using, they would use it to take a bath. And because the woman is taking a bath there, Mark, that makes it patur from Mizuzah, according to Rav Kana. challenging Rav Kana. So now let's remember who the players are. Rav Kahana is saying they all would have been chayav, except that woman use it for bathing. That's Rav Kana. Okay? Keep track of Rav Kana and Rav Yehuda because they're going to be arguing for a while. Okay? Says the Gemara. Amalei Rav Yehuda. So Rav Yehuda tells them back. Tamad Rochzot Hastaman Hayabin. You're telling me that the standard barn is Chayav and only because the woman bathed there, that's why it's Patur? Vatanya, we have a bright that says, Refet Bakar It says that any animal, any place that's used to store, a barn used to store animals is Batur Mizuzah. So therefore, the Yudah disagrees. He wants to say that the plain one is Patur. Again, Rav Kana says they're only Patur when women bathe there. Had they not bathed there, it would be Chayav. Rabbi Yehud is saying Stam is Patur. Okay? So Mara says, if, so now, Elamai Neotot. So says the so Rabbi Yehud has to explain. Now, Rav Kahana didn't say it on his own. He was quoting a Brisa. Right? So, Rabbi Yehuda has to deal with the Brisa. The Brisa says, because the woman used it. According to you, what does it mean, the woman used it? Says the Gemara, mitkatshot. It means that they don't, that doesn't mean that they use it to put, to take a bath. It means that they use it to put on makeup. Honey, I'm going to the barn to put on my makeup, right? So, <laughs> I don't know, I never heard that in my house. Okay, right? But they use it to put on makeup. Now, it, why is that a reason why you're patur? Now, again, Rabbi Huda holds you always patur. So why, so why would it say put on makeup? Why is it because women use it to put on makeup? What does it mean? The makeup is not making it patur. It was patur beforehand. So what does he say? This is what it means to say. No. Even though women put on makeup, it's the chayav. It's going the other way. Again, according to Kahana, the standard chay- barn is chayav. Okay? And the brighter, which mentions because women use it, is telling you why you're patur, because women are taking baths there. Okay? 
According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's the opposite. Standard is patur. And what's the point of saying that even though women use it? It's even though the other way. Even though women use it, put on makeup, and therefore they're living in it a little bit because putting on makeup is regular use. And you might have thunk, well, if they're putting on makeup, they should put a mezuzah. No, even though they put on makeup, that's not the main point of the thing, and therefore they're patur. So two completely different ways to look at the same brighter. Says the Gemara. I'm a layer of Kahana. So if Kahana says back to him, if a woman goes, puts on makeup there, she patur. Didn't we learn in a brighter? If you have a, if you have a barn, it's patur from the mezuzah. And, and if the woman, uh, Adorn themselves there. And from there we see that when women go, as soon as a woman starts putting on makeup there, that becomes a house. And Yechayav Mezuzah, the opposite of what you're saying. And the might live so, 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 what do you think? What are you going to tell me? I'll answer, you're right. Woman putting on makeup someplace. Is a machloket tanaim, right? And you'll say that, that that's that's the reason why we're not sure if it works. I'll answer also that there's a machloket tanaim in a stam bethas in a stam barn, which means that even though you quoted your bright, whether a regular stars needs a mezuzah is a machloket from those things. Okay. So let's uh, clarify. So if Kahana is saying that the first Brita, which says that your patur, is talking about a regular one, which is used, right, which has a mezuzah, and the standard one is chayav, and the second one is saying patur. And if you heard it, okay, clear. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll see it from the next Brita. The Tanya will enter the Brighter. Here's the Brighter, and we're going to see how it works going to both of Yehuda and Ravkana. Learn the Brighter from Pasuk says Betecha. Now, everyone knows this Pasuk. We said it, everyone said it this morning. In Shema, Pasuk says, Uchtavtem al Mezuzot Betecha. You write them on the gates of your house. Now it says Betecha, your house. Betecha hamyuchadach has to be specified for you. Prat lebeta tevin, excluding a straw house, and straw house means a house for straw, not a house made out of straw. Well, lebeta bakar, and a house for cattle. Beta etzim, beta etzrot. Shiputim mezura. V'yesh b'chavim some say yichayav. Okay, so we have two opinions mentioned in the brayta, <coughs> right? First one saying that that yisroas is patur, and this from betecha. And the second one said, Yechayav. Be'emet Amru, really they said, Bet Kiseh, Ubet Abursiki, Ubet Amerchat, Ubet Tevilah, Pshirim Neotot Behem, Putim Rezah. All these things, a guy, a, a, a bathroom, and a place where you tan hides, and you, a, a, a place of a shower, a shower room, and a, a, a mikveh house, 
and the one that woman used are patur of mezuzah. Okay? So that's the, this is a brighter. Okay? This is a plain brighter which both rabbis have to deal with. Rav Kahana and Rav Yehuda. Again, if you remember, if you re- just remember the players, Rav Kahana is saying that a standard one, a standard one is chayav, and the woman bathing makes a patur. Rav Yehuda is saying a standard one is patur, and the woman putting makeup makes a chayav. Would have, would have made it chayav, but it doesn't. Right. Okay, fine, good. So Rav Kahana, who's the chayav rabbi, says the following: Rav Kahana betalis tameh. He says betecha when it says the basuk your house. What is that coming to tell you? Betecha miuchadlach has to be your specified house, right? Prat lebeta tevin ulubeta bakar ulubeta atzim ulubeta otzlot shepulimis da. Besides for the the storehouse for straw barn or woodshed and storage house, that those things are patur for mizuzah. Bistam the standard patur, right? V'yesh mechayimim bistam and some are chayav bistam, which is what which is actually what he says, right? And the woman use him. Now, according to this, my neototem, according to Kahana's way of learning, what does it mean woman use them? Rochatzot means that they bathe there, like it fit with Rebkana before, and Rebkana mentioned that before, that using means bathing. Why it says, and if it says when those things are patuf mezuzah, when it says the woman use something, it becomes patuf mezuzah, welcome Ivan. When it says that they're patur from mezuzah, what does that mean? What's the chidush? We already said merchatz. If you're telling me, when well, we're asking a question on Rav Kahana, if Rav Kahana is claiming that woman using it means that the woman take baths there, so then why would the, the, the same Mishnah mention a bathhouse and woman using it? Woman using it is the same as a bathhouse. You with us? According to the rabbi who said woman using it, we're going to see it, Rabbi Yehuda, who said it means they're going to put on makeup there. So we understand why it says makeup and it says bath. That's the two different things. But if, it's, if you're holding that woman using is actually taking a bath there, it's the same thing. says the No, There's two different things. One's a public bathhouse and one is a private bathhouse. I would have thunk. If you have a public bathhouse, which has a lot of Steam and gets very not fit for berachot. That's when you patuf mizuzah. But if a private bathhouse, you only know, guys taking a little bathhouse. Not a pri- it's, it doesn't have as much steam as a public bathhouse. Therefore, you might have thunk. That's not chayav mizuzah, even though it's a private bathhouse. That's all of Kana. Of Kana fits very very nicely. Rabbi Huda Matas to the man, Rabbi Huda explained it his way. Why? Hachita, this is what it says. Pasuk says, Betecha. Again, this is the bright that he has to explain his way. What, what, do, as, does everyone remember Rabbi Huda holds? Rabbi Huda is the one who holds. That standard is Patur. And the woman putting on the makeup might have made a Chayav, but was saying it's Patur. Good. Rabbi Huda Matas to the man. Hachita, this is what it means to say. Betecha, your house, the Pasuk says. Bait Miuchad, has to be your own personal house. Even if the woman put on their makeup there. Some people say the woman makeup be chayav. If the woman don't put on makeup, everyone agrees patur. 
באמת, they also said, בתקיסא, בתבושי, בתבלה, אף איש אנשים נתקשו בהם, פתאום מזוזה. All these, now according to him, the bright is saying the opposite. When the bright quotes these bathhouses and the tanneries, when we quote those things, we're coming to tell you, those tanneries are patur, and don't think that if a woman decides to put her makeup on in these tanneries, it'll make it chayav, still your patur. That's what we're coming to say. Right? Because right? it's still a bathhouse, it still smells. Because there's too much smell. Could you really get away and say that everyone holds that the storage house is patur? I'll show you a brighter that will go against your Yehuda. The time you will learn to the brighter, b'sharecha. It says in your gates, right? Al mezot petecha u b'sharecha. Echad sharei batim. Whether it's the gate of a house, veechad sharei chatzor. Whether it's the gate of a chaser, veechad sharei batim. Whether it's the gate of a of a of a state or ayarot or a city, v'levet or a stable or lean or 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 a chicken coop, umatben or a straw shed, v'otzot yain. Or you have a um. Uh, a wine cellar, or a storage for oil, the gates for all these require mezah. You could think you could also include a gatehouse, or the gate of a, of a porch. Excluding a, a, a gate that, that is not made for anyone to, to live there and they don't need a mezuzah. And, a, and a, a porch doesn't need a bezuzah. Yachol, so you might have thunk to add a bet a, a, a bathroom, bet a burski tannery, bet a melchot or a shower house, or a mikveh house. Since they're not made for anything dignified, therefore you can't, you, you cannot, you don't need a mezuzah over there. Yachol, so you might have thought also include harabait, now, if you saw this brighter, the brighter says that a stable, we said before, that the stable in the beginning requires a mezuzah. It's, no, they're not living there. But there was an opinion that says they're chayav mezuzah. Right? Because this, this brighta, this quote, this brighta, is, uh, is an opinion that's holding that you hold, they're holding, these, this rabbi, whoever this unnamed Tana is, is holding that every house that's not negative is chayav mezuzah. In other words, when you have a tannery or anything that has bad smells or, or they're not kavod, fine. But there's nothing not kavod about a woodshed. Just got, it's just not a place where people live. And therefore, you see that this Tana is a Tana who says that any place that's not negative is Chayab Mezuzah. And Rabbi Yehuda had said, if you remember when Rabbi Yehuda explained that Brayta, he explained the Brayta to say that everyone agrees that it's Patur. It's against Rabbi Yehuda. Morris says, you're right. To Yufta, it's a question on Rabbi Yehuda. We, 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 Rabbi Yehuda is knocked out from this Brayta. You cannot say that there's no Tana because we had said, Kula Alma, according to Behuda, everyone agreed that it was Patur. According to Rukana, everyone agreed it was Chayav. According to this, everyone agrees Patur, there's, there's a, that's a problem. Okay. Ah, ta- we're now on the top 
of where are we here? Tanir Shmuel. Tanir Shmuel Bar Yehuda Kame de Rava. Shmuel Yehuda says in, in in front of Rabbah, He said in front of Rabbah. Now you you might have to focus a little bit on. We're going to discuss uh, arches. Okay. Shisha Shearim Peturim Mezuzah. There's six type of gates that are patur from Mezuzah. I wish I could. Uh, okay, we'll see. I'll show you over here. There are six gates that are patur Mezuzah. Beta Teven. Bet Tevin is a straw house. We've had that before. Bet Makar, a barn. Bet Atim is a woodshed. Bet Atzot is a storage house. Veshar Hamadi, a gate from Madai. Madai is a, uh, a certain country. Parasu Madai are uh, the famous from Ahasuerus. Right? In the Mizrah, Madai is a famous country that made a deal with per- with Persia. And they're going to split the rulership. So they have this, their own particular type of gates that they used to employ. Their own architecture of gates. We're going to see what it is soon. Shad Madai, Veshad She'en Rekura, and you have a, a gate that has no roof, which means has no thing on top. It's just two sides with no roof on top. Veshad She'en Rekura, if you have a gate that doesn't have ten Tvachim tall. So any of these gates are the six gates that are Patur from Mezuzah. Now, I was expecting Benjamin to ask a question, but I see that he's not, it's not, he's not himself today. He needs Harry here, otherwise he's just not himself. Benjamin, what's with you? Ask the question. You told me six gates. You told me seven. You said, these are the six gates. What six gates? There's seven you told me. Is that not a question you should ask, Shimshon? Of course. So he told him afterwards, Shara Madai Tanahi, not true. The, the, a gate of Mad. The reason why we said six, because we went at the six gates that everyone agrees on. Shara Madai, the, the, the gate from Madai, that's Machloket. Why? The Tanya will enter the Brighta. Kipa, if you have a Kipa, a Kipa is an arch. Okay? They call it a Kipa. An arch, they call a keeper. Uh, if you ever went to, it's very, very beautiful. It happens to be a gorgeous thing to watch. You see, if you see a beautiful arch, the, the architecture of an arch is a whole different story. You ever go to, in, in, if you go under the courtyard, you'll find that you walk under the courtyard and you'll see they have these, it's a stone uh, arch. They call it Wilson's Arch. Okay? It's all huge stones. Each one is 25 tons. And they're just sitting up there with no cement. And they've been up there for thousands of years. How could they be, be there so long? Because uh, the, the pressure of the whole structure is held by the keystone. Something called a keystone, right? Keystone means that the middle stone in the middle, okay, is wedged in there. And that's preventing them from, from collapsing in. It's called a keystone. Actually, if you'll know, Ivan... Pennsylvania is known as the Keystone State. Are you aware of that? It's not? I think it is. Uh, I'm not aware, no. Is it Pennsylvania? But I'm not uh, your... Uh, ah, so, so, so why is it called... Because it looks like a Keystone, if I'm not mistaken. It looks like... Uh, is it Pennsylvania? I think it's Pennsylvania. It looks like a Keystone, which means that it goes... It, the stone has to be shaped like this with the bottom. Okay? Right. And that makes this arch, which... 
Is, is Pennsylvania, yeah? Okay, good. That's why it looks like a keystone. Okay, keystone is the middle stone of an arch. You understand? Good. Okay, let's get back over here. Okay. Um, so if you have a, an arched gate, is it tonight? The Tanya Kippa, an archway. Why is that? And they both agree, Rameir and the Chachamim agree. If the legs are ten tefachim tall, then it's Chayav Mezuzah. Now, I'm just going to put over here a, a quick archway so you can see what I'm talking about. Could you see this? You can't see this. Hold on. Oh, you can? Yeah, I see it. Oh, you're over there also, Joe? Okay, good. Here. Um, yeah. Okay, here's your keystone, guys. The middle one is called the keystone, okay? This is the archway. Now, uh, these are called the legs, okay? This is the side. Now, technically, this is, here's our archway, okay? Are we clear? Now, if the legs are 10... Then everyone agrees When we with, with the machloket about the archway is assuming that the legs are less than ten. But had the legs been ten, then everyone agrees it's a regular ten looking tall thing. It doesn't get worse from the fact that you made an arch out of it. That's okay. I'm sorry. Oh, they have just a small little gate there to put the mail in. I don't know why. They made a gate. I don't know why they made it so small. Sometimes they'll probably have like an archway for like the animals to go through. Yeah, animals, male, I don't know. Let's go. Stuff like that. Let's go. Says the Gemara. Amar Abaye Abaye says, Dikulam gavoa sarav ve'en b'ragla shilosha. Everyone agrees that if it's 10 high and it's not three, the legs are not three, v'lav tlumu. Everyone agrees that if it's 10 t'vachim high, the whole thing, meaning if this is 10 high and the legs are less than 3, which means that the part that doesn't arch is 2 t'vachim, that's nothing. Everyone agrees. Okay? Even if it's 10 high. Okay? Before it starts arching, it's only, if this is less than 3, then for sure it's not chayav. Everyone agrees. No matter, less than 3. Okay. Are you sure? That's I'm not sure if you're right. Okay. Well, you might be wrong. You've been out of college for a while. Okay? Inami. Yesh v'ragleya shtosha. V'en gvo asera. V'lav kumu. Everyone agrees the other way around. If the, if the sides are more than three, but the top, meaning the, 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 the height to here, is less than ten... And everyone agrees it's for sure patur also. Okay, again. Less than 10 is for sure patur. Straight to the top. Hold on. Less than 3 on the sides, even if it's even if it's 20, it's no good. How's it going to be 20 if it's less than 3? The leg, listen, the leg size, this is leg size. And this is arch size. The leg could be less than 3 with the arch of 50. No, in other words, the leg size, the, the leg size is from where it goes straight. Where it's straight. Right. The str- if the straight could be only two, and then you have a huge arch that could go up as high as you want. It's still patur. Everyone agrees. Okay? 
and the other way around. It could be ten, but you you, you could have uh, three over here, but it doesn't, go, but it only goes to seven. It's patur for sure. Okay. Right. nothing. The machlok between Abai is explained. The machlok between the mayor and the chachamim is the following: Ela begevoa asera. If it's ten tamachim tall, right? And and the feet have three. That's machlok. Ve'en baruch baruch ba, but it's less than four wide. Ve'yeshvah lechok l'shmel arba. Remeir says machlokim l'shnim. Remeir says ve'en machlokim l'shnim. Let me just explain what's going on over here. Could you see this clearly, um, Joey and Ivan? Okay, so the machloket is, the re, the, everyone agrees that if you don't have both things, you need at least 10 height and 3 in leg. But the machloket is, let's say you do have 10 height and 3 legs, but, so this is exactly 10. This is, let's say, 3 or 7, we, anyway, any number you want, I don't care what number it is. Let's let, make it 7, okay? So it's 7 this way, 10 to the top, it sounds like this. But this part over here, see this part? I, I should really put it in dotted lines. You see this part over here? That part is the part that you really need to be open because the size of this thing should be four tefahim. Okay? Four tefahim wide. Now, I have four tefahim wide all the way up to the legs, which is seven. But once I get past the legs, I don't really have four tvachim wide over here. It gets smaller and smaller to the keystone. Right? And it gets narrower and narrower. So, with the machlok between Remeir and the Chachamim, is that Remeir holds that Yechayav Mezuzah. Why Yechayav Mezuzah? Because he says that it's, we look at it as if you chiseled out this area. Even though there's stone there. Right, it's part of the arch. But since the, the as long as the legs are at least three, we look at it as if you chiseled out this area, and therefore it makes a chayam. It's like you have a the, the, the regular size is ten high by by four wide, ten by four. And he says as long as this legs is three, you could chisel out the top. Got it. Now when you say chisel, we're not we're not physically chiseling. We're mentally chiseling out the top and making you chayav mezah. And the chachamim say, no, we don't mentally chisel anything out. And therefore, since you don't have an opening of ten high by four wide across the whole thing, because it stops over here, you have this problem, the chachamim say, you You with us? Mark, you got it or no? Yeah, I have a question. Hold on, before you have a question, one second. You got it, rabbis? Zoom guys, you on? Correct, according to Chachamim. The Correct. Does 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 all the have to be four wide? Remeir says no. As long as your legs are three, we're going to mentally chisel out the top. Chachamim say no. We don't mentally chisel anything out, and therefore it has to be ten by four, straight through. Yes. What's your question? When you get to, to uh, higher at the top, you're not going to have that four. Over here, you're not going to have four tachim. Exactly, that's my chok. So Remeir says, even though we don't have four, so long as the legs are more than three, we mentally chisel it out and it's chayav mezuzah. Okay. Got it? That's and, only in the case where you have exactly 
matter that you don't have four Tepachim at the top because you have at least ten Tepachim with four Tepachim wide. As long as you have, okay, again, if you have ten Tepachim in the leg, we said a case that there's only three Tepachim in the leg. That's the case. A minimum of three Tepachim in the legs. A leg is the area where, where it's four Tepachim wide and it doesn't have a curve. Before the curve. Okay? If it had ten Tepachim before the curve, we don't care how high it is. We don't care what the story is. But if it didn't add less than ten Tepachim before the curve, then you're in a Machlok situation. Okay? Yeah. Good. Ah. Tanu Rabbanan, we learned in the Brayta. Beta Knesset, Beta Isha, a shul, a house that a woman lives, and a house that partners live, are chayav mezuzah. Says the Rapshita, of course, why not? Mao the tema I would have thunk. Betecha al mezot betecha. The word cha is masculine. Your house, right? I would have thought betecha v'lo batehem v'lo betah, not her house. Your house, male. Lo beta, not her house, female. To exclude women's houses. Betecha, your house. Lo batem, not not their houses. Coming to exclude, because betecha is singular. Your house. Excluding a shul, excluding a house of partners. That's what you would have thought. And therefore, we need the bishter, the brighter to tell us that, a bet, that all these are chayav, because otherwise it would have thunk that maybe the word betecha is excluding them. So the Gemara says, Maybe that's right. Why are you excluding them? Why are you including them? Maybe you should exclude them because of Betecha. It's a Pasuk. Why, why is the Brighton not going that? Amar Krasa Pasuk says, When you, in the Zichut of Mezuzah, you should have a long life and your kids should have a long life. Hani Bani Chai, Bani Lo Chai. You think only men need long life and women don't need long life? Only individuals need long life and shuls don't need long life? They all need long life. And therefore, since they all need long life, therefore, the, the later pasuk is coming to include women and include shuls, even though betecha is excluding. So then why is it betecha? Why does it batehem? If, if, if you're coming with the man yibu yamecha to include it, so why did it say, why did it say, betecha, why, 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 it should have said, it should have said, betehem, kidraba, we, it okay, give me one second. Ivan is claiming the Torah default is the male. I want to point out that I think the point of the of of the drasha is as follows. Basuk says uchtavtem. Uchtavtem is singular or female, or singular or plural. And if you end with almuzot betecha, there's something calling for attention. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. I think that's what it is. Okay, so says the Gemara. So what is Betecha doing for? Well, it must be there for something. The rabbi didn't switch from Betechem to Betecha for no reason. Torah didn't, didn't switch there for no reason. It says the Gemara, Kirava, like Rava. Dama Rava, because Rava says, Derech Biatecha. 
You have to put on the mezuzah the way you go in. When a person walks, you put your right foot forward. And therefore, the way you go in is right first. And that's why the mezuzah has to be on the door as you go in on the right. So the, that, that chaf, sofit, betecha, is there to tell you the place for affixing a mezuzah. It's not coming to tell you which house needs it, because then it would exclude women. No, it, we see that it's including women. From the next But it's coming to tell you where on the door of the mezuzah? Ah, on the right side. The right side as you go in, the way you come in. Okay? Good. Tanya Idak, a similar brighter. You with me, Joe, or no? Yeah, that. Because the because had it not had a chaf sofit, it would have said batechem. It would end with a mem sofit. Batechem. That's plural. That would include everything. The fact is batecha. It's coming to biatcha as you walk in. When a person walks in, the way you walk in is with your right foot first, and therefore we put it on the right side of every door as you walk in. You walk into your house. Look where the mezuzah is always on the right side. Okay. You have Mrs. Zone on your house, right, Joe? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Well, I just want to clarify. Okay. Says the Gemara. Tanya Idach. We learned in a brighter. Beta Knesset, Ubeta Shutfin, Ubeta Isham, Betamim, and Negaim. Okay. When it comes to Negaim, Sarat on a house, the house of a Bet Knesset also needs, um, uh, uh, also get, could get Tamim and Negaim, could get Tamim. And even a partner's house or a woman's house, all these houses can get tameh with salat. So if you see a salat on your wall of your wife's, of someone's wife's house or of a shul, it's a problem. Pshita. Well, of course it is. Why shouldn't it? Why should it not? Maudatema, I would have thunk. Uba asher lo habayit. It says, and the one, the one who owns that, asher lo habayit. Lo is singular, singular and male. Lo. Law with the vav, not with the alf. Asher law by v'lolah and not her. Law his v'lolah hand and not theirs. Come on, so the right tells you no. Even a woman, even a shul, even partners still have problems of of nigaim. Ve'emachenami, same question. Maybe that's right. Maybe the word law is coming to exclude them. Amarka, no. Says bebet el tachuzatchem. I will put a nega in the house of your inheritance land. Coming to show you that anything in the inheritance land, even a shul, even a woman's house, can get tamerified with negaim, with zarat. So ela lo lamali. So then, why does back to the same question? So why did the Torah, Torah say the word uba asher lo habayit? What should it have said? Let me think for a second. It should have said uba. Uh, what should it have said? Ivan, what should it have said? Uba asher. Uba. Uh, I don't know. Hold on a second. Uba shelahem abayit. Habatim. I don't know that one. We have to look up, look that up in the Torah to me. Okay. Says the Gemara. Mi shimiachir betodo, a person who has. His own house himself. 
שאין רוצה להשאיר כליו, ואמר שאין לו, הקדוש ברוך הוא מפרסמו כשמפנה את ביתו, פרט למשאיר בית לחברו, ומשאיר כליו לאחרים. אוקיי? So it's coming to you as follows. It's an interesting מוסר, which I want to talk about, we're going to end with this. Okay? Um, why is it Asher Lohabait? Because there are certain guys who are very, very possessive of their stuff. Asher Lohabait. It's my house. So we're coming to, the reason why we said the word law is because we want to tell you that Tzadat will come sometimes on a person. You know why Tzadat will come on you? I'll tell you why Tzadat will come on you. Because if you're a guy who your friend says, ooh, you have that drill? I needed to borrow your drill. So drill, I wish I had a drill. I don't have a drill. Meanwhile, the guy has a drill. He just doesn't want to give out his drill. So what does Hashem do? Hashem makes it. Oh, you, don't, you, don't, you want to lend your stuff? No problem. I'll give, you a house of, I'll give you Tzadat in your house. Now, when you have Tzadat in your house, so you, before you call the Kohen down to check out the house, you quickly take all your stuff and take it out of the house. You know why? Because if the Kohen comes and tamezifies your house, then everything in the house becomes tamezified. And it all has to go to the mikveh when you get better. And drills, they don't take well to mikvehs. They, they often don't do well in the mikveh. So quickly, you're going to take all the stuff in your house. And then the neighbor's watching. Say, oh, is that the drill that, uh, that you said you didn't have? Oh, nice to see. Right? So Hashem says, Uba asher lo habayit. It'll come asher lo habayit. You know why you're getting sarat? Because everything is law. It's mine. It's mine. When you think it's yours, okay, you think it's yours, guess what? It's all mine. And I'll show, we'll, we'll show you up in front of your neighbors when you don't do it. Now, According to that, that's the reason, even though it does go on women's houses and does go on shuls, we said the word law to show you what it comes from. Now, I think there's a big musad. We're going to stop over here, but I think there's a big musad in this involved. Technically, you asked me a question. What did this guy do wrong? He doesn't want to lend his drill out. I have to lend my drill out? Well, are you going to punish me for not lending my stuff? Or was there some kind of rule I have to lend all my stuff? But, but the, the Musar behind it is that our, when you think your stuff is all your stuff, you're too attached to this world. You think that your house is mine, mine, mine. And in fact, things that are yours don't stay yours forever. Hashem is giving you a very, very important lesson on what you own. You own your mitzvot. If you lent your drill, then you own something. You got a mitzvah of lending your stuff. If you hold your drill, you own nothing. Because that drill you don't own forever. After 120, someone else is going to go through your stuff, find that drill, and throw it in the garbage, or give it to one of your kids. It's not yours. What's yours is your mitzvahs. So Hashem wants to point out, it's not an avedah not to do it. But you're missing out on the point of life. We're giving you an important lesson. That sarat that you get is, is a lesson that teach you for life. This is why you, you lose Salat, because you, your person loses life by not, you, you lose the point of life by not lending out your stuff. Is it a sin? No. But you lost the point of life. Yalla, guys. Excuse. I'll see you tomorrow.